You are listening to the Indie Game Development Podcast Show, sponsored by Curiosoft Kids Games and the letter E. Visit the Indie Game Development Podcast site at www.indiegamepod.com. Welcome to the Indie Game Development Podcast Show today. With me is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Joe Durbin, and uh, we've been working on a game called Horse Isle. Great. How did you get into games? Uh, just, just same as everything else. Uh, just I actually enjoy the creative mix of it between the programming and the art and all that. It's a good, good creative art, I think. And what inspired you to get into uh, online games? That's where everything's at, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you mentioned Horses Isle. Can you talk about it a little more? Uh, I was just, you know, I didn't want to go to work for anybody. just wanted to do my own thing and just looking for a, a fun little market. And my wife was into, into horses a lot and looked at what was out there for for games in that market and went ahead with that when we found out there wasn't much. So, Okay. And um, so you decided you want to do something about horses. Um, what inspired you to... What, what kind of design were you thinking about? Were you thinking about making it in an adventure game or something where it was going to be like an RPG or... Yeah, I had looked around online and there was, you know, lots of seemed like there's lots of interest out there in the the whole caring f sim yeah web page sim type games and so I I thought that to actually have that in a in a world where everyone's playing around instead of just a web page would probably be more entertaining and that's that's what we went ahead with was a kind of a sim RPG mix cross and so. you did this game it's it's primarily browser based and it's not a download was there any reason for that? I mean, was there any inspiration as to... Because there, there are a fair amount of games that are online that are downloadable, or they might require Java, and you decided to go with Flash. Yeah. Uh, originally, I we'd actually tried making it in just, just HTML, which, you know... Oh, wow. You can almost do that, but there's <laughs> you know, lots of limitations with that, and so the Flash was a... They uh, just recently, with a Flash 8, are able to support the full... Bitmap, bitmap graphics and all that sort of stuff. So it was a real easy, easy mix. And since it's an online game, just you know, no real reason to download it since you have to play online anyway. So it's no single player aspect of it. So uh, did you find Flash to be overwhelming or challenging? Uh, coming from C, it's a little weird, and it's all uh, you know timeline based, and it's 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 really. It's a fun, real fun thing to use once you're once you're into it because there's so many different ways of doing doing anything in it. And um, so then for the back end, did you just use Java or did you use C or Flash or? Uh, went uh, you know C would have been a lot quicker, but we went with PHP just for ease of development and uh, custom wrote a, a socket server in PHP for the back end, which which isn't the best way to go, but it actually has worked out pretty well. So it was just a real pain getting it all working. Okay. And um, so when you were developing this game, what was the game design process? Was it pretty much 
um, say, borrowing from other ideas of this virtual pet concept and then just iterating through it? Or did you have some kind of grand vision in mind? Or can you walk me through the game design process? I have no forethought whatsoever. It was just a daily, <laughs> daily add one thing and add something on the server and then have to add it on the client and just bouncing back and forth between the, the server and the client. And, uh, you know, the main, the main thing in the game is just allowing a kids to be able to explore and find new horses and stuff like this and try them and stuff. So there's always, you know, basic things that need to be built into it. And at this point now we're starting to, to reach for original ideas and stuff in the development, but, you know, the basic things of being able to trade between players and buy things and all that is pretty basic. So, And um, you also mentioned that you had, or that, you know, it's geared towards a certain audience. Did you do extensive user testing while you're developing it? Or was it more just put it together and see what happens once you release it? Uh, we did about th three months of, of beta, probably, with a couple hundred people and really, really took their... They were a great help, took all their advice and a lot of their recommendations got into the game and stuff. So, Were there any major surprises or feedback that really um, changed the dimensions of the game? Uh, I was I was actually surprised how much they seemed to enjoy it. You know, it's it's all it's all two D kind of first Nintendo, you know, graphics, yeah. <laughs> so it's so but the you know, compared to a simple web page game with no player interaction between each other it's I guess it's a, a vast step forward so and then we actually you know instead of just being a, a 2d game it's it has the the vector line art from you know flash flash standard art in there for all the horses and all that so there's a lot of a lot of cartoony line art involved also not just 2d tile so it's a very very strange mix. And, I mean, does that seem to work well? Because people have this, there's some people who have the conception that it needs to look extremely well. But then there's this whole growing trend of, like, some of these other popular MMOs where the artwork isn't necessarily great, but because people enjoy themselves, they seem to actually take on to that new style. Have you noticed yeah. any? Okay. I mean, we've we've worked hard on, we, originally, just starting off, I had I'd spent a lot of time on, uh, you know, DeviantArt and... Oh, really? Great. Art sites like that, and and just went through all the profiles, searching for, searching for the the artists that would be able to do the kind of art that I was envisioning, and found several really really great artists. So, you know, I don't think it's it's bad art, but it's it's just not really, you know, it's not super high budget, but I think it's I think it's plenty, I guess, good enough. I don't know. <laughs> but and were there any other surprises that you got through the feedback process? Because uh, no. like three months, like when you were doing the the testing, was it still an online thing or was it like a closed beta? We weren't. It was the game was live and, and being played, but we weren't accepting any new players. So, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I guess that's a closed beta. So. <laughs> and um, part of the game has mini games. Do you find that that enhances the experience, or does it take away from the primary focus? Of the game, uh, it's it's added to the. Yeah, there's so many different things going on. We've got, you know, flash mini games in there, and then that's on top of 
there's like five different aspects to the game. So I think it really adds to the, the variation in the game and keeps keeps them occupied more than just a single single style of gameplay. So I think it's worked out nice. Okay. And you also have like art, like a drawing kind like a drawing program too. Yeah, I, I don't um, recommend that. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you know, we've you can't you can't do that in an online game for kids because yeah, we we limited it back to only subscribers being able to use it, but we still end up with you know. Oh really? Did did you have some surprising issues then? I take well, it. Well, yeah, I'm not surprising, but I didn't realize oh, okay. it was going to be that bad. But yeah, it was it was wasn't good. Okay. <laughs> but now we can't really take it away now that it's in there. But so. It's just harder to filter drawing content than it is chat content. So. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Since you're designing it for kids, did you have to do any other special type of, um, I guess, design for the game to make sure that it's safe or whatever else? Yeah, we spent a lot of time on, you know, you know, for any other game, the the chat filter would be considered way over the top and really annoying. So I mean, even even simple words, we 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 switch those to you know, less offensive words and anything that's remotely considered bad, you know, we totally filter. And lots of the whole uh, flagging it and logging it and then going over it by hand to make sure that whatever they said, you know, was, if it's rotten enough, then we <laughs> we keep track of players' scores as far as how many times they've, you know, been obscene. And if it's too many, then we look at ways of either removing the player or lecturing them more to just keep it all that's that's the pain of keeping it to the lowest denominator of a of a six year old, you know, you really have to be careful there. So um so does your chat program does it automate it like automatically check for everything or do you have to have moderators and stuff to actually check it? Because I know there's some other um, like for example, Disney with Virtual Kingdom or something, they actually have a dictionary list, and if you you cannot stray from that dictionary list. Yeah, this is you can totally type whatever, you know, it's free free typing. So we just, you know, you try your best, and you keep you keep editing the filters and all that, and you know, if, and the moderators are also there. If they see something, they can they can flag it themselves. Otherwise, anytime anything's typed, that's that's possibly bad. It gets flagged, and we we ch we go back and check it by hand to see exactly what they were trying to convey there. And so, um, now there are other sites where they actually have kids quote be trained to be moderators, so they can kind of be like a super special agent or something, and help moderate. Is that something that you folks have considered too? Well, that's the the moderators in the game are just just other players. So okay, you know, when when we do find somebody that's seemed reasonably mature and helpful we uh, approach them and, and and train them into helping out in those aspects just just simple you know chat making sure the chat's all clean and all that so you mentioned that there were five aspects to the game you know in addition to the mini games themselves um, can you talk more about these aspects and what inspired you to design it or to include those aspects in the game uh, again, you know, it's just a day-by-day -day thing to me. I don't, uh, I don't really have any grand thought. My brain is full of what to do today, so I can't, <laughs> don't really have time to think ahead. But, you know, it just, the mini-games just came out of, well, I'm, I'm using Flash, so we can do that. And, 
then there's just normal uh, exploring the world type yeah type games where you can find things and uh, buried treasures and stuff like that or throwing throwing objects at other players and the socials and stuff like that between players and then being with horses we also had to have arena events and stuff like that and uh... and do you find that it's um it's challenging to implement these features and stuff using PHP well PHP made it really easy on the, on the server side as opposed you know using C or something would have I would have probably got a lot more performance out of it but development would have been you know a lot lot more time as it is I'm you know it's a fully fully dedicated three gigahertz server and I'm only able to hold maybe up to 200 players at a time and that's you know I've streamlined the the server as best I can and that's about all it's it can handle which which is acceptable so well are you concerned about that um in terms of growth and stuff like that I mean are you looking into ways where you can handle more people, or, or well, is it... we spent the, spent the last uh, spent a couple of weeks rewriting a lot of it so that I could could just have separate multiple servers, which isn't isn't a perfect solution, but it you know it works out good enough because the uh, the world itself isn't probably large enough to handle more than several hundred people in it at a time anyway. So we just we just Split it up in a mirrored, you know, duplicate worlds for separate groups of players. And does that get challenging then for kids who want to play with their friends? I mean, does that? Well, we we allow them to join any of the servers, so oh, okay. it's just it's just that they have a separate, complete separate account on there, so they don't want to be. It's I, I believe some others, you know, actually transfer all that, all the player data between servers when they they hop from server to server, but that just. In the in the way the world the world has static uh, ranches and stuff that you can buy. Yeah, so exactly. We, we can't really be. We ran into troubles with that as far as transferring them to another world and stuff. So. So you you pretty much then just name each server like a different type of world, and they can you know if they've built a ranch there, then they can just go into that world. Yeah, and that's that's where all their stuff is, and their inventory and stuff is all tied to that specific server. But you know, if, if a friend joins and, and doesn't, you know, is on a different server and they find out late or something, they can always join that. But they'll be starting over. So that's 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 a, a mild limitation that I've, I'm just okay with, I guess. But I it's, be... it hasn't been like a big issue with the players or anything. No, I don't think it'll be a terrible thing. So. Now there's talk of like these other backend um, Java-based servers that interact with Flash. You know, and supposedly they can hold a lot more players and stuff like that. Is that something that you've considered, or do you think that doing well, some, something homebrew is at least you can at least customize it more and stuff? Yeah, I, I like the whole starting from scratch and being able to do everything. I'm not sure. You know, I didn't look closely into those, but you know, I've a lot of the a lot of the interaction, everything is handled on the server, so I'm not even sure that. The, you know, I think I don't know Java's performance over PHP, but I don't know that it would be that much better after adding all the all the server content because there's the clients very light the servers probably overly heavy. So. Oh really? Okay. Um, now, when you say that you're using PHP, are you just talking about 
using basic PHP calls and then a database? Or is it something even more complicated than that? Well, I, I didn't even realize that PHP had socket functions, but it's <laughs> PHP is running the whole, uh, you know, it's running as a daemon on the server. Wow. And uh, running all the socket handling, and, you know, there's a heavy MySQL use in the background, but it's it's mostly the server just running as a daemon and handling everything. So, and, I, and it's done a pretty solid job. It never never crashes or anything, especially after you find out all the all the ways it will crash if you don't write it <laughs> properly. But, but now it's you know it's been up over a month without any hiccups, so great. And so you release this game and um, what do you do next? You know, after you build up this game and you get user feedback, uh, what are you thinking next? Uh, continue development for for the foreseeable months here because there's lots of Lots of stuff that uh, you know the kids really seem interested in it, and and they really enjoy it when new horse breeds or new mini games are added or new islands are built. So, so we're just going to continue to develop new new aspects of the game for several months at least. And um, in terms of marketing, are you going to do anything special or different? Are you going to borrow some of the ideas from other online games, where, for example? In some of the other games, like if you have a character in the game, you can actually, like it'll allow you to create an image of it or a picture that you can add to your IM bot or to your web page or your blog or something else like that. Uh, we've considered that, but at this point it's uh, more working. It's a small, uh, you know, small team here, mainly working on keeping the game going. We've actually, as far as advertising, I found that the, the Google ads are just terrific and cheap and I, they've been working out really well so we're just just threw a little bit of money at that and and have been getting uh, plenty plenty of new new customers that way um, we also you know, most most of the players are playing for free but if you know there's a lot of in-game bonuses for subscribing and and players can earn a subscription also through referrals and so we've We've had a lot of that. Other players advertising the game also, which has worked pretty well. Um, do you have any other ideas for ways you're going to market stuff? Uh, well, we always, uh, you know, you go out and you look for online lists of the same genre or, say, horse sites or stuff like that, you know, and you. You try to get yourself on those lists, but nothing, nothing uh, amazing or anything. Nothing too fancy. Okay, because um, the reason I mention that is because I know there are some sites, or there have been some places where what they've done is they've gotten their game onto, say, a free flash site, or some other site like that, and that's how they get more traffic, or that's how they kind of grew. So I wasn't mm -hmm. sure if that's something that you've considered, or if you've looked into yeah. other ways but to attract. Um, people briefly but but from the ones I've looked at you know I looked at a few of those types of sites and it seems like they host the the actual game and stuff and this is oh really okay beyond the you know this really can't have any of that going on because it's really really tied to the back end and all that so now you um 
you're kind of growing a community and there's this whole concept of, you know, web 2.0 and community and stuff. Are there things that you do to help, you know, develop and build a stronger community within your game? Um, yeah, I mean, there's the basic player interaction. We try to enhance as best we can. We, we, we're kind of limited with our, you know, most games have a, a, a limit of 13 and up, which permits you to oh, yeah. be a lot more lenient on the, you know, interaction and stuff like that. So as far as being in all ages, we're really, you know, even, we can't even really have a, a a forum or anything like that so much. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. I mean, we can have a basic one, but it's got all the chat filtered and stuff. You know, it'd be nice having, you know, just a basic forum that allows photos and, and personal information. But, if, you know, when you're dealing with with 10-year-olds, you want to have the parents really confident that you know, there's absolutely no personal information ever ever getting out anywhere within. So we're, we're kind of limited in our, in our player interaction because of our... Because we're all ages, I suppose. Now, this concern by parents about um, personal information, is that a legitimate concern or is that mostly because of the law that's in place for like under 13 or whatever it is? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't... Because it seems like that idea of like, you know, personal forums and stuff like that would be pretty popular, but... Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't want anything that I've... I'm responsible for ever, ever remotely, you know, involved in any type of uh, predation, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Anything like that, and so I'm. I really don't think that, you know, if if it happened once, that'd be too much, you know. So the yeah, the the players are still having a lot of fun, and so I don't think that the. I think I think it's a it's an okay mix. Okay. I think. Um, so you mentioned that for the next few months, you're going to just continue on development. Do you have any, um, big ideas in, you know, in the fray or any kind of massive features that you're going to add to your game? Well, nothing, nothing more than the, the same type of content that's already in there. Just, you know, expanding upon it, adding, adding new islands and new horses and, Nothing, you... nothing massive. I'm too tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, do you have any, like, has it been surprising working on a, like a game constant, like it's just constantly growing and changing over, you know, every day. Does that create any other issues of it in and by itself? And the fact that it's, you know, live 24 seven. So when you make changes, something could go wrong or go right. Yeah. Um, well, we've, we've set up a, you know, a separate, separate private server, which is really helpful. It's equivalent to the, the live ones and just, you know, a, a test server, which really, really helps as far as keeping track of my mistakes and stuff since I make a lot of them. So we, we'd be sure to have people testing it before we actually publish anything to the live servers and do okay. it in a... And do you have any favorite indie games or online games? I haven't looked at Anything else in the last? Oh, it's almost been a solid year now of doing this. <laughs> Great. There's no. Uh, it's been a been a full time no life situation here. But well, have you looked into besides horses? Have you looked into other pets, or do you think that the horse thing is 
the way to go. This uh, this is all I'm interested. In. <laughs> I'm not. Right. Uh, this is. Uh, it's been. It's been. Uh, I don't think there's a shortage of. Oh yeah. Of interested players. I mean, certainly you could do other other. Like unicorns and ponies and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I... Yeah, and... there's there's plenty of other other genres or whatever, but but uh, I'm I'm actually pretty content to uh, not not chase anything more alone. At least. Okay, and you know, in terms of uh, technical versus business, how much time do you have to spend, or do you spend each day on each one? Given that it's a live game and you have to constantly, you know, make sure things are working and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, you know, in the beginning, of course, it was 100% technical. Now it's <laughs> uh, my uh, my wife has been just just working just as much as I, and it's been a great help. She takes care of most of the uh, social social issues in the game, you know, making sure that everyone's. All the moderators to understand what what we're looking for and and helping out new players and stuff like that. And so that's been a that's been a huge help to keep me from having to deal with most of the most of the socials, you know, the the player interaction stuff. But yeah. there's there's still a lot of support emails that come in and a lot of that. But it's it hasn't been that bad. So maybe still get to. Probably seventy-five percent of my time can be in development. And would you say there are any big lessons learned from developing a live game? Like any surprises or something that you just have to be on the lookout for compared to something that's downloadable or something that's packaged or shrink-wrapped software? Yeah, the whole uh, the whole under six under thirteen thing was a little a little much, but. You know, you and of course never have a free an open art system where anybody can draw anything. That uh, that was a big mistake. But, uh, well, you also have a music system, so that's that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean that's that sort of stuff. Music dress up. We added a few of those types of things in the game. There, you know, you can't you can't really go wrong there. But so. Great. Um, any last words for game developers out there who are thinking of making their own online Flash MMO game? <laughs> well, the first thing with, you know, I've, all my life I've started and, you know, everyone starts a project and never finishes it. And the uh, the only reason I believe this, this got finished, well, first off, I I just quit my job and so I was actually doing this 24-7 and so you're, you're put in a position where it's a lot more urgent to actually follow through. <laughs> And I'd also immediately started, you know, paying artists money, cash front, cash money up front, which, you know, it was not the full money up front. I still protected myself where I, you know, told them in the end I'll give you more if this actually generates money, but I'll be paying you up front here. And once you do that, that, you know, puts more onus on you to actually follow through and, and complete the project, which I think is the biggest challenge is actually completing something. So. And you know, having the user testers and you know hundreds of testers, did that really provide you huge motivation to get things done? Because you're constantly getting suggestions and comments, or was it inundating? Exactly. No, it was. Uh, 
it was mostly mostly positive. I mean, it was you sometimes get it a little you have to filter it out, but but for the most part it was a huge huge help and you know every day whenever you add anything you get Im immediate feedback. So it was a great great help at the time. You know, we did probably s 6 months of solid development before having anybody outside of people I knew on there. And so I wouldn't I wouldn't immediately have other people on there because you, you lose track of your own goals, but but it was a big help at the, at the time. Great. We're talking with Joe from Horse Isle. Um, what's the website again? Uh, Horseisle.com. And what's the age age range for it? Uh, all ages. You know, it's a heavy. We've really tried adding a lot of educational content, so it's really heavy on the uh, reading reading comprehension and, and lots of other stuff like that. So it's probably, you know, eight-year-olds are in that range up to, we've got plenty of, plenty of grandparents on there. So it's, a, it's an interesting place. Great. Thank you very much for your time. Take care. Thank you.